a body life, our moral qualifications, and we're going to see uh, the rest of what the Lord has to say to us concerning His Word. And our uh, verses tonight will be once again back in our First Timothy chapter three, and we'll pick up where we left off, which was at verse, verse eleven and verse twelve. Verse 11, 12, and then verse 13. Father God, we thank you. We give you the praise. We give you the glory. We give you the honor. Holy Father, we ask in Jesus' name that you have your way tonight. Let me decrease as you increase. Holy Father, let your words, Holy Father, speak to the hearts of your people tonight. Holy Father, that you may be glorified in all that's said. As we ask in Jesus' name. Amen. First Timothy 3. Verse, verse 11. Women must likewise be dignified, not malicious gossips, but temperate, faithful in all things. Deacons must be husbands of only one wife and good managers of their children and their households. For those who have served well, for those who have served well as deacons, obtain for themselves a high standing and great confidence in the faith. That is in Christ Jesus. Amen. Amen. I'm going to read a little bit uh, in the way of introduction, a little bit from John Stott's book. He wrote a book entitled The Message of First Timothy and Titus. John Stott from The Message of First Timothy and Titus. He wrote, The whole first half of this chapter is a good example of the balance of Scripture. But there is material here both to encourage the right people to office to offer for he used the word pastoral ministry, but I'm going to use the word for service. There's the right people to offer service and to discourage the wrong ones from doing so. The discouragement is that the required standards are high and the task is arduous. The responsibility for caring for God's people is calculated to daunt the best and the most gifted Christians. But the corresponding encouragement is that, the, is that service is a noble task. It's a beautiful undertaking, a laudable ambition. But it, revolve, but it involves giving oneself to the service of others. It involves giving oneself to the service of others. And just like he said, it's uh, this, uh, the list of qualifications that Paul gives us is, is not an easy list. It's not something that uh, anybody cannot do. It's not something that everybody is called to do. Uh, it's not something that everybody will do. But it is, th there is power through the Spirit to do it and to come up to these qualifications for those to whom it has been called to do and to be a work for Christ, to be a deacon, to be a deaconess to be a servant, to be whatever it is the Lord have us to be in his service, it can be done. It can be done. 
So tonight, we, well, last week we looked at personal life and we looked at community life. The last part that we're going to look at tonight is a home life. A home life. And then, and then we'll be completed this section. Tonight is our home life. And he begins with the women, the deaconesses. He said that the deaconess or the or, or the women, they must be a wife of good report. They must be a wife of good report. This refers to a woman in general and to a deaconess. And if married, their lives must be above reproach just like the husbands, the deacon. But this verse draws a lot of controversy because a lot of people say that uh, Paul is not talking about the position of a deaconess, but saying that Paul is only referring to the wives of the deacons. But we know that's not true because Paul refers to another deaconess in Romans 16 verse 1 if you will turn, turn me real quick to Romans 16 and verse 1 we'll see that Paul is referring to another female deaconess Romans 16 and 1 Paul says I commend to you our sister Phoebe who is a servant of the church which is at which is at us Centria, or got a contact that Centria. Now, the word that Paul used here for servant is once again is the word deacon. This is the word that he uses for uh, Phoebe here. He used the word deacon, and well, somebody might say, "Well, he used the word deacon, which refers to to male." No, it cannot refer to the male because he's referring to a female. Hence, they're called deaconess. And that's why we know that women can be a deaconess in the church as well. Paul also named several women in this chapter that worked with him and that were great in the church. And they also worked alongside him. Let's read on a little bit there. In uh, Romans 16 and 16 and uh, verse, let's start at verse 1. I commend to you our sister C.B., who was a servant of the church, which is at Centurion, uh, that, that you receive her in the Lord in a manner worthy of the saints, that you may help her in whatever manner she may have need of. For, for she herself has also been a helper of many, and of myself as well. Greet uh, uh, Prisca, Aquila, uh, uh, fellow workers in Christ Jesus, who, is my, who, who for my life risked their own necks, to whom not only do I give thanks, but also all the churches of the Gentiles. And he, well, he goes on down, I'm not going to read it all, but he goes on down, he, he lists a bunch of people here, but he lists at least five women that were workers and servants. In, in the church so I said all that to say this 
So we can do away with the uh, idea or the suggestion that women can't do anything in the church but sit there and, you know, be scared. No. There were deacon assists in the church then. There were deacon, uh, uh, deacon female uh, workers in the church then. And, well, all through the Bible, there were always been women that were working for the Lord, serving the Lord. Because if, uh, you know, the Lord can use a donkey and a rooster, how come he can't use a woman? So we know that it can be done. Anyway, he refers to these women's servants and says that these women's servants are to exercise complete self-control over their natural natures. Self-control over their natural natures. For example, uh, gossip, bickering, and controlling tendencies. A lot of things we just get natural. A lot of things we just get natural and uh, and that we can do about it. But that's why Paul refers to a lot of to some of the qualifications uh, of the deaconess. deaconess uh, they refer a lot to their to their natural tendency. And uh, he said they should have these things under control. They should have them under control when serving the church. Uh, there shouldn't be a lot of uh, gossiping going on. In the church, keeping the news going, digging up old old buried bones, out of bickering, just can't seem to get along with with one another. They shouldn't be in the church. They shouldn't be in the church. Shouldn't be among the women. And controlling tendencies. It shouldn't be. I mean, everybody has their responsibility. Everybody has their, their place, and uh, we all should take our proper places in, in, the, in, the, in the Lord and in His service. And if we're not in authority, uh, we shouldn't have a controlling tendency to control everything. Got to have the last say. That's 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 how the mind of Christ. Now let's let's turn to uh, because He refers to. The lifestyle of the deaconess. Let's turn to First Peter three and go a little bit more in depth with the uh, what he was referring to for the lifestyle of deaconess. First Peter three and one through six. First Peter three one through six. He goes in a little, little more detail about giving and taking in marriage for the women. In the same way, you wives be submissive to your to your own husbands, so that even if any of them are disobedient to the word, they may be won without a, without the word by the behavior of their wives. As they observe your chaste and respectful behavior, your adornment must not be merely external, braiding the hair and wearing gold jewelry or putting on dresses. But let it be the hidden, the hidden person of the heart with the imperishable quality of a gentle and a quiet spirit, which is precious in the sight of God. 
For in this way, in former times, the holy women also who hoped in God used to adorn themselves being submissive to their own husbands, just as Sarah obeyed Abraham, calling him Lord. And you have become her children if you do what is right without, without being frightened by any fear. Without being frightened by any fear. Now the first two verses here in First Peter refers to the actions of these wives. The actions, what they do, what they do, and and, and it refers to the, now notice it says if they're married to a disobedient husband, look it says that they may be one without. A word without a word by by the behavior of the wise. So verse two also says, as they observe or as they look upon your chaste and respectful behavior. So. If the unsaved husband is going to be saved without a word, so that means that it's not a lot of nagging and, 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 and bickering and coming down on him, on, on the unsaved, you know, husband or unsaved spouse, and, and, but they observe your chaste behavior. They observe your, 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 your meek, your kind, humble behavior. Verses one and two says that the uh, uh, that the uh, female servant should analyze her actions. Analyze her actions. That's what they're saying. You know, or just 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 pay attention to what you do because if the unsaved husband is observing your behavior, if the unsaved husband is going to be one without a word, without fussing, without I mean, because the, the more you you fuss, or the more you argue, or the more you those scripture at them, that's that's not gonna always make them want to come to church or want to be saved or want to do what's right. But it's actions. Your actions because action of course speaks louder than words. And morality is something that must be, if you will, it must one man say it, morality has to be caught, not taught. Caught with a C, not taught. I don't think you 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 can talk to you blue in the Facebook. People are not going to pick it up till they see what you do. They're not going to pick it up till they see what you do, not what you say. So analyze your actions. Analyze your actions. Now, verses, verse 3. Now, this verse has been, has been misused and has been uh, misinterpreted for a long time. Now, look, look what it says. It says your adornment, or how you dress, must not be merely external. Must not be merely external. Braiding the hair and wearing gold jewelry. Well, my my version of the Bible says, or putting on dresses. Your version may say, on fine apparel, fine clothing. Mine said, or putting on dresses. 
Now, this verse has been used by many to say that women were not to braid their hair or wear gold jewelry. Okay. For argument's sake, if this verse was to list some of the things that women were not to wear, then it also says putting on dresses. Now, if you interpret this scripture the right way, and if you interpret this scripture the way that a lot of people have interpreted in the past by saying, yeah, they're adorning, they can't be, can't wear the braids, can't, can't braid the hair, take off the gold jewelry, they must continue on in that verse and say, take off the dress. Now, see how absurd that would, uh, uh, absurd that would be? See how foolish that would be? Paul wouldn't wouldn't give us a list of do's and don'ts, but we're not intending that we do all of them or don't do all of them. So we can't use that verse with that interpretation because, of course, the women have to put on dresses. So that's not what he's referring to. You know, this this list is not to restrict. This list is not to be restricted. This verse says, watch your adornment. That's what it says. Women, uh, 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 servants of God, deaconesses, whoever, watch your adornment. In other words, watch how you, how you dress. It doesn't say what to put on. It doesn't say what to take off. It says be modest. So, he's saying that more attention should be attracted to your spiritual man, to your lifestyle for Christ, and not what you want on the outside. But he certainly is not saying you can't braid the hair, or you can't wear jewelry, or you can't put on a dress. That's not right. This is not a restrictive verse, but it's one to watch their adornment. In verse 4, he goes on to say, but let it be the hidden person of the heart with the imperishable quality of a gentle and a quiet spirit, which is precious in the sight of God. See, a gentle and a quiet spirit, not, not, not one of these, you know, loud, I'm seeing in my, and I'm seeing now, I'm seeing a, a few women that was in there playing in some of the Tyler Perry movies. Uh, Diary of a Mad Black Woman, or, or, or Diary, I'm, I'm seeing some of these women in my mind. He, you know, he, they should have a gentle and a quiet spirit. Uh, uh, Well, everything everything that uh, a servant of Christ may do, uh, those of the female nature, well, I know, let me put it in an in, example in, in for where the world is. A lot of times out in the world, a lot of times, uh, uh, some, some, some women want to do some things that men do just because a man is doing it, so I'm going to do it. Well, I mean, that's okay. I mean, 
in, in, in most things, but don't, don't set your desire, Jesus says, don't set your desire to do something just because a man is doing it. Or don't set your desire to do something just because if he can do it, we can do it. Sure, why, why, quite sure. You, I'm sure you're human. You can do probably anything, but, but you can't do everything just because you can do some things on me that you should do some things. You see what I'm saying? Because you can, look, uh, 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 a chicken has wings, just like a bird in the sky, but a chicken can't fly very far. It may fly a few of those uh, inches, but yeah, and they're considered a bird, but they live on the ground. Just, just what he said in this verse here is watch your attitude. Don't have an attitude like a lot of the unsaved women. Just because I'm going to equal up, I'm going to equal up to a man. God got what he's got for you. Whether a man is doing it or a man got it or not, it's for you. And then, if it's not, it's not. So, so do it from the perspective that you're doing what God has given you to do. And not trying to compare up to a man. Because I think that's getting a lot of women in trouble trying to equal up to what a man does. He said, watch your attitude. Because as we know, our attitude determines our altitude. How high we go, how far we go in Christ. A gentle and a quiet spirit. And sometimes, you know, well, on the other side of that, some some uh, female servants of Christ don't know don't know when to speak up. Just like those that don't know when to stop talking, there's those that don't know when to speak up. Kate, okay, okay, hello. It's a time for all things. The scripture says, "Time to speak, time to be silent, it's time to kill, it's time to sleep." It's all these things is time for everything. So Paul was saying to just evaluate these things. In 5 and 6, verse 5, there's another controversial verse. For this way, in former times, the holy women also, who hoped in God, used to adorn themselves, being submissive to their own husbands. Just as Sarah obeyed Abraham, calling him Lord. And you have become her children if you do what is right without being frightened by any fear. Don't don't worry about it. I'm not saying that we got to call nobody, no, no man, Lord. Mm. <laughs> no, I'm not saying that. Not, not at all. But what this verse is saying here, Said, look, and it just gives us an example in verse five. In the former, in the former times, you know, he said, "Holy women, not not worldly women, not women that have been liberated, not 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 all none of that." He said, "Holy women, a women that was set aside for God's use and God's purpose." The women that had a mind at the godly things. He said, 
they were in time past they they hoped in God you know their confidence was in God although they were married and, and, and they may have had an abusive husband their hope was in God so they knew how to get in contact with God they were married to him but their God was, 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 was the Lord and Paul said that the Lord is not going to let that husband mistreat you too much, have his way with you too much out of the way, treat you too bad without him having to say so in it. Because their hope was in him. Something, something's going to give. Something's going to break. The same way it did with Abigail. Abigail in the Bible. Abigail and Nabal. She remained a submissive husband, a wife to her, her nasty husband, uh, Nabal, but God fixed it in the end. That's what he's saying here. They hoped in God, and they used to, uh, 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 that was their adornment, being submissive to their own husband. Then he went on verse 6, he said, and Sarah obeyed, calling him Lord. Why? Without being frightened by anything, you know? Sarah, he said, Sarah didn't do it out of fear, calling him Lord. Sarah didn't call Abraham Lord because she was afraid of him shaking in the mouth, because she knew who her God was. So what is verse six, uh, verse first five and, and six saying? It says, uh, uh, women evaluate your actions towards your husband. Evaluate your action. Your, I mean, I'm sorry. Evaluate your attention. I'm sorry. Evaluate your attention towards your husband. That's what that's what she was doing when she called him Lord. Sarah called him. She was giving him attention that he needed. Her focus wasn't the pastor. She didn't. Sarah didn't come home and say, Pastor so and so said that we have to do no. Abraham had the attention of his wife Sarah. You know, even now. The godly uh, female servant should not place their pastor so much ahead of, 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 of their husbands. You know, you know, I think I think so. Some women uh, listen to the pat, male pastors rather more so than they do to their husbands. That's not right. You're not giving him the attention that he needs as your husband. Whether he's saved or whether he's unsaved, you should evaluate the attention you're giving him if you want things to go well. That's what he's meaning by Sarah called her husband Lord. Huh? If he, one, one, <laughs> one preacher said, well, if he's coming home with hell, love hell out of him. That's what he's saying. And then he also said, you there have nothing to fear without being frightened with any fear. I have never seen a, 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 a husband that mistreat a wife and that doesn't do his responsibilities for 
a godly wife or a godly woman that does everything she's supposed to do according to God's word, he'll, he'll eventually either, either line up and come on around and, and do what's right. But when the, the, the uh, wife wants to go and, and, and fix some things herself, that 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 messes that messes it all up. It takes the power out of God's hands in a way to to, to fix the situation if we go in the corner and try to fix it ourselves. And worldly counselors cannot properly counsel a Christian marriage because they they're not looking at the same playbook. God's word is the regular counsel. It's a regular marriage counsel. God's word. Now I'm not down talking uh, uh, counselors and, and psychologists and all that. They are, they are very needful in their proper place. But when it comes to godly Christian marriage counseling, they counsel right there's that word. That way we don't get our wives crossed. Okay. Ladies, we're done with that verse. We can move on to the husband. Now, but before we leave this section, just remember that the godly deaconesses, the godly uh, female servant, should analyze her action, watch her adornment, check her attitude, and evaluate her attention to her own husband. In verse 12, he moves on. And he begins to refer back to the deacon, to the husband. And he also addresses some things here with the husband. And with the deacon. He said that he should be, in verse 12, he should be the husband of one wife. He should be the husband of one wife. What's he saying? This is... This is another controversial uh, versus Christian because lots of, a lot of people say that. Well, if he's that this verse is saying that if he's been married more than once, then he can't be a deacon or he can't be a pastor. That is so ridiculous. And it has no theological sense whatsoever. It has no theological basis, foundation, no background. It just, it just, it just doesn't make sense, you know. But he's referring here. This is not rever- referring to divorce. When the scripture says he should be the husband of one wife, it's, it has to do. It doesn't. It's not talking about how many times he's been married. It has to do. With his moral purity, with his sexual life, it relates to how he, it, how he is, uh, is he being faithful to his wife, sexually, morally. That's what it's referring to. It's just saying that he can have a wife over here like they used to do in, in the Bible days. Believe me, have all these wives. Uh, uh-uh. uh, not, not the deacons. Not the, not the elders. 
the one wife, the husband of one, as in singular, one wife. Uh, one wife should be able to take care of the needs of the husband. He shouldn't have to be going all over town if he wants to be a worker for Christ. Yeah, I know, uh, but this is, uh, 2020, and, and, and people don't usually worry about things, well, God does. God still worries about these types of things. He still worries about our, our moral lives, our moral qualifications, our sexual purity. He, he, he worries about these things, and we're going to say, we're going to be a servant of Christ. We're going to walk in the power and the anointing of God. We have to do it His way. So if he is married, he is to only have sexual relations with his wife. He must be faithful to his wife. Well, you're having more problems out of the old men nowadays. Just as much as the young ones. It used to be uh, when a man reached a certain age, by the time they wouldn't give you so many problems. Not now. They got all types of pills. So everybody's going crazy. Uh uh-uh. uh. Bible said he should be the husband of one wife. Go home to your wife. That's what the scripture is saying. Be married uh Lucille Lee, Lee, Lee Betty Lee Margaret leave all of them alone and go home to your wife like one day well, you know how they used to say well you can't have your cake and eat it too one man said no they ain't referring to no food they was referring to women he said you can't have cake and eat it too hey make your choice He's going to serve God. He must be faithful. If he's married, he has to have sexual relationship with his wife. If single, he must keep himself sexually pure until married. Yes, in these these modern days, if you're single, he must be sexually, keep himself sexually pure until marriage. What you're saying, preacher, so you said if he's single and he gets out here and, 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 and messes up, he can't, he's no longer qualified for to be a deacon or to be a service class. I'm not saying that he's no longer qualified. I'm just saying he's going to mess up his testimony. And if he keeps doing that because he's being tested and being approved by the congregation, he is going to be disqualified if he keeps going, putting himself out there like that because you can't have just anybody in these positions uh, doing anything they want to do. I don't understand it. You say, I don't understand it. You know, just like a doctor. In order to be able to cut out my body or do get that light and that thing don't stop to use to blow the air in your eyes, in order for you to be able to get close to my body in that way, I need to see some degrees on your wall. What college you don't been to. And I'm not talking about these colleges on the internet either. 
What is who? Where do you get your your credentials from? So you go to cutting on me, or or just like with your car, you take your car to these uh, dealerships. You want to well, who, who's the master mechanic here? Who who's who? What type of certification do you have? It's only in God's house and in, in the church. We thought we just pick up any of these roles and responsibilities and any of these labels and, and have no qualifications whatsoever. No. These are God's regular qualifications right here. And if you can't keep up to the standard, sit down, Ham. Sit down and wait on your ministry. If you still can't, you just, you just, I, I just, well, the devil made me do it. Well, if you keep on doing it, you'll go to a devil's hell. But in the meantime, sit down, sit down, and learn something. You can't be a whore and say you you a deacon in God's house and just going to do anything you want to do. No, sit down, have a seat, learn something. That's what he said. Let's go to First Timothy three and two. First Timothy three and two. Now. First Timothy three and two. I know it says here. It says an overseer. But I said, "What you saying, Christian, about the overseer?" I thought we were talking about deacons. Well, we are talking about deacons, but 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 here in First Timothy, Paul, we we got like three lists of responsibilities here, and it's sort of like merge and collide with each other because he's first in this chapter he begins talking about. The qualifications of a uh, of an overseer or, or or of a pastor. Then he moves on to the deacon's qualifications. Then he moves on to the uh, deaconess. So so the responsibilities sort of kind of merge. But in all in all, throughout the scriptures, the list given for the qualifications for a deacon and an elder or a pastor are very similar. They have always been very similar. It's as if, I'm not saying it is, but it's as if, in verse verse uh, 13 of First Timothy 3, also reaffirms this. It's as if, but it don't happen all the time this way, that there's a progression in the growing of the deacon. You know, if you start off like this, being a good deacon with these qualifications and doing it where God had you to do it, you will eventually grow up to being either an elder or a pastor. That's what the verse seems to elude to. What you can preach, okay? The reason I say that is because look, look on in verse 13. First Timothy 3 and verse 13, look what it says. For those who have served well as deacons obtain for themselves a high standing. That's, that, the word for high standing is, is, is a step up. It means to take a, go up higher. Taking a step up so you get elevated. So he, 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 it, it, a high, he obtained for himself a high standing and great confidence in the faith. So in other words, he said, he also has great confidence in the abilities of his faith, of his belief in the faith. So you see how there seems to be a progression here. That's why I'm referring back to First Timothy 3 
in verse 2 to pull on some of these qualifications and emerge them in with the deacon because they're very simple. And they have emerged like that in scripture several times. So first Timothy three and two says an overseer we can also and deacon we can we can assume must be above reproach, the husband of one wife, temperate, prudent, respectable, hospitable, and able to teach. And able to teach. So when it says the husband and the elders, and these are deacons should be, uh, in other words, above reproach. Above reproach, without accusation. Once again, we seen that last week, without accusation from the world. This refers to our relationship to the world, to the outside, to those that are looking on our lives, looking how we react, looking how we talk, and how we walk. So we should be above reproach without accusation. The next uh, uh, qualification, he said he should be temperate. He should be temperate. This is in regard to himself. To himself. To have self-control over the body. You you remember remember the list that we saw last week about the... the, uh, not being greedy, uh, uh, not being greedy of fifty lucre, you know, not being double tongued. Those are those are same thing here, self control. You know, so you, you you're ex- exhibiting power over yourself, over your mouth, over your desire for money. That's self control. You exhibit the ability to control your own body. Before you can try to teach somebody else. I can't teach. Or tell somebody else how to do something. That I haven't learned to do myself. I can't. Just like. um, I've always wanted to. uh, Learn how to drive a 18 wheeler. But until I learn how to drive an 18-wheeler, I can't tell nobody how to drive no 18-wheeler. I don't know. That's what he said. Get control over your body. Don't let your body just tell you what. Just do anything. You have no control. Tempers foul. Can control the tempers. Mouth foul. Can control your tongue. Just have no control. He said, you have to have self-control. He said he should be prudent. He should be prudent. That means having good judgment. Being able, once again, we saw the other week. Be wise. Huh? Can you make a good decision? Once again, the Bible says we should be harmless. As, uh, we should be harmless. Uh, we should be harmless as doves and wise as simple. What you saying? We should we should inflict no harm on nobody, but she was supposed we should be also we should be no fools. Because I'm not saying nothing on me and I don't know. <laughs> hey, you be like, I'm saved, but I'm not a sucker. Yeah, they both start with an S. 
I just come not saying I mean I don't I don't I, I don't I don't see and I don't hear and I ain't been to God and back. The word of God will make you wise. The, the, the serving of God ought to be prudent. Being able to get good judgment. They should be able to come to you at work and get some wise counsel. And I know I have said this before, but I've always thought one of the wisest people or one of the wisest persons are those that are able to give somebody advice they don't even know that they've been advised. You know, because it's hard to give a lot of people that are in leadership roles advice when you're not in that role. It's hard for them to take advice from us. One of their subordinates or somebody that's they're supposed to be over or somebody that's younger. But a wise man, a wise woman will advise that person with wisdom and they won't even know they're being advised. Huh? That comes from God. Because wisdom comes from God. And you're going to be a good thinking. You ought to be prudent. He also says that he should be respectable. He should be respectable. And that is he should be orderly. He should be orderly. You know? You know what? I'm going to, I'm going to say it. With, uh, with us living in this corona virus season there's a well we've all been driven to teaching and preaching on social media in different ways but I didn't want to give this example I saw one preacher that was teaching and preaching on social media and I'm telling Lord Jesus I'm telling you the truth it looked like he just got out of the bed Face was unshaven. Still had his nightcap on. I'm serious. Look like his face hadn't been washed. And you go to preach and teach God's word. If you can't do no better than that, shut the camera off. Some people are better heard than they better than saw. Huh? Just like, just like, just like. <laughs> go with me. Just like a lot of these, you know, back in the day, a lot of these they used to call them uh, quartet singers. Monty Clive Joy. I'm just named Monty Clive Joy as so one quartet singer. But a lot of the male quartet singer groups used to go around back in the 50s and 60s and, and sing to these churches and, and have the church set on fire. And they just, oh, they just sing so well. And you hear them on the on the radio. You hear them uh, on, the, on the cassette player back then. Woo! And you just knew, oh, they're full of the Holy Ghost. But the stories the towns would tell when those quartet singers left. How many marriages they done broke up? How many wives they done stole away? Huh? Better heard than saw. That's what I'm saying, that what Paul is saying here, be respectful, be orderly. If you a leader of God, don't get on social media looking like you just got out of the bed. Turn the camera off. Well, that's why you ain't seeing me. Because, cause you know, hey, I'm just saying that <laughs> I may not be looking like you, but my, you can't see me if my, if my hair ain't 
combed up just right. You can't see me if my face ain't shaved just right. You can only hear my voice. But I tell you this, if I did have a camera on me, it would be together. That's what he's saying here. Be respectable and be orderly. Clean yourself up. Bro, you put that camera on your face. Respectful and orderly. Then he goes on to say that he should be hospitable. What do you mean by hospitable? Remember a couple of weeks back, we, we, we looked at the servant of the Lord. And how said, the servant of the Lord is no fighter. He's no brawler. But he, he's easily to be entreated. It takes effort. It takes uh, mental, conscious effort for a man to be gentle. Not all men. Some men are just gentle by nature. But to be most men, it takes something to, 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 to be not a brawler. So he said it's going to take work here. It's going to take the working of the spirit to break you down. So you can be hospitable or loving to strangers. So you can be kind to a stranger. Because you don't know him, you can still be kind to him. You know, I'm a man. Hey, if you're a deacon, if you're a man of God, you have to be hospitable. You're supposed to be kindly to everybody. It has nothing to do with how manly you are. Check that at the door when it comes to God, sir. In regard to our relationships with other people, we should be hospitable. And then he says, he should be able to teach. He should be able to teach. He should be able to teach. Then when the pastor is gone, the deacon is supposed to be able to teach at Bible class. Teach us under school. You don't have to, you don't have to preach. Because now they... People need more teaching and preaching anyway. I don't want to hear it. No, 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 no. Okay, thank you very kindly. Turn that music off, sit down and listen. He should be able to teach. Because it's the teaching of God's Word that help us to live when we go home on Monday. That Tuesday, Wednesday, no, 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 ain't going to help me. Hey, how am I going to dodge you out of this hot temptation? You gonna need that word that the, that the pastor just taught, that the deacon just taught. Hey, whoa, how how I'm gonna do this without going crazy? You gonna need that word that was given in Sunday school. He should be able to teach. And this is in uh, regard to his faith. He should be able to explain the scriptures. Accurately, rightly dividing the word of truth and truth. If I had, if I had to name one of one of the things I'm most passionate about, it it is rightly dividing the word of truth. I mean, service can be wonderful. The music is wonderful. The food is wonderful. Oh. Well, everything, the, the, the songs, the solos, the wonderful, but, but, and I love it, and I'm just loving the service, but, but 
My appetite won't be filled and won't be complete until I hear the word. That, that's just the icing on the, the cake for me. But when you get somebody over that word and they messing over the word, just making up stuff, oh, that messes up my whole spiritual appetite. And more than likely, I won't be back. Deacons, deaconesses, when you have the opportunity to teach God's word, do it right. Or don't, or just leave it alone. Lives are at stake. People's spiritual destinies are hanging in the palaces for you, for, for us. And there's so many people out there that's already making up stuff as they go along. Keep it real. Teach the truth. Spend time with the Word. Spend time with God. Teach them to teach. And the last thing we're going to look at, he said he should rule his house well. And this is in, in regard to his family. He should be able to rule his house well. Huh? This is not saying that everybody in his house is going to be saved and going to be a born again believer. No, he's not saying that. But we should be able to manage our children and our households. We should also uphold our responsibilities to our family as well. That's what it said here. Uh, 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 the children shouldn't be running the house. Hey, I hear you, honey. Yeah, yeah, I'm listening. We can sit down and have a conversation, and, and I can hear what you have to say, sweetheart. And uh, uh, I'm listening, and I value your opinion, but the final decision is mine. Hmm? He should be able to rule his own house well. Thank you, thank you, thank you very kindly uh, for helping me to realize that and looking at that. I didn't see that from that perspective, honey. But uh, mm-hmm, thank you very much. But the final decision, I'm making it. And, 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 and little Johnny, you sit yourself down somewhere. You're not gonna run, uh, mom and daddy. Sweet Susie, uh, yeah. Hey, I'm daddy. I'm the mama. They should be able to rule their house well. And we don't change partners with them. We don't change places with them. Let me tell you this story. Now, that was just that I heard. That was just one family. Oh, the, the father and, 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 and the mother. And they, 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 they saved up to, to send their son, the only son they had to send him off to, the, to this nice big college. And the boy was doing really good. He was making good grades that first year. He was doing everything he he needed to do. And so whatever he needed, the parents would gladly send him financial assistance, whatever he needed, kept him in a nice car, kept him in all the things he needed. But, but that next year, the parents were able to tell that, that something wasn't, it wasn't right. So when the boy came home for summer break, he was being rude to uh, his parents. His grades had done fail. He was he was standing out partying all night, and just just I don't know what went wrong. What wire got crossed? But the, the dad and mother like, wait, who whose son is this? 
and, and can we have my our boy back for this this child and I? So the father, anyway, decided he was going to have a talk with the boy. And the boy got very disrespectful. Said, I'm grown and I do what I want to do. I'm in college now. So you know what that dad did? He said, okay, fine. He said, why are you, okay, so why are you so grown? He said, we wish you could stay here. And we would love for you to stay in this house. But he said, with that attitude, he said, you can't stay here. You got to go. He said, but before you leave, he said, empty out your pocket. Everything, all that money in your pocket, that's our money. We give to you. He said, leave it here. They said, he said, leave, leave, leave my credit cards right there on that bed. Those are my credit cards. He said, don't worry about taking anything out the closet. All those clothes in your closet are mine. We pay for them. Shoes, too. You can take the clothes and the shoes on your back, on your feet, and the clothes on your back. He said, don't take nothing out of his house. Everything here, we purchase it. He said, if you leave, you leave with nothing. The boy was fat. The boy was big and bad. Tears welled up in his eyes, and the father couldn't do nothing. So watch the boy walk down, walk out of the house, walk down the street. And the boy got halfway down the street. And he turned around. He got to thinking, he said, what's wrong with me? I'm leaving all that I got, all my parents did for me. And they just asked for a little respect. So he turned around and went back home to, the, to his parents' house and made things right. What you saying, preacher? I'm saying, if you have to, if it has, that has to be you, tough love is tough love. But in order for you to be able to rule your house well, that's what you're going to have to do. If they need to go, tell them to empty their pocket. Leave the clothes you bought. Leave the keys you paid for. Leave the car. Rule your house well. Charles Swindoll gave us four tips for, de- for dealing with rebellious children. And I'm almost done. Four tips for dealing with rebellious children. Number one, he says no child should be allowed to ruin the home. Deal with them. No one child should be allowed to, to, to ruin the home. You got other kids coming to watch it. Watch it. And if you let that sour fruit sit there, it's going to spoil the whole batch. So deal with that one rebellious child. Number two, he said that separation from the home may be necessary. You may have to put them out. And I'm talking about put them out. Not putting them out and they back the next day. Put them out if, if, a, if a separation is necessary. Number three, don't protect them from negative consequences. Once they get out of the shelter of your home, don't protect them from the negative consequences. It's cold that they got nowhere to sleep. Right. That's where they need to be. Let that cold get on their naked backs. So the next time they see when they're home, they respect your home so you're able to, to, to run your house well. When repentance occurs, Love them back into the home. When repentance occurs, and you'll know when true repentance. Welcome back with faithful arms. Just like the prodigal son. 
because when true repentance occurs, you know how to worry about them repeating the same problem. They won't because they've learned. And just remember that the church cannot resurrect anything that the home puts to death. If they're coming out of the home dead, don't expect the church to bring them back to life. The home is one of the most important places. The home is, besides God's house, the most important place for our children, for our wives, for the husbands, for the grandchildren. It's how you sending them out of the home. If you sending out a, a rebel out of your home, if you're unleashing a savage onto society out of your home, that's your fault and God have mercy and, and, and on your soul and may God forgive you. This is why the Bible says uh, 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 you've got to train them in the way they should go. If you don't train them, you're unleashing savages into the culture. Verse 73 and 5. For if a man know not how to rule his own house, how should he take care of the house of God? A man know not how to rule his own house. How should he take care of the house of God? It is a much it is a much false misconception that Christians are feeble and weak. That's a that's a very false misconception. <laughs> because it takes a very strong, it makes a, it takes a very determined person, empowered by the spirit to live this body. It's not for the weak. It's not for the timid. It's not for the wayward. It's not for the gullible. But those that are strong, determined, and empowered by the Spirit can only live this body life. And in living the lesson, as I close, 1 Timothy 4 and 7 says, Discipline yourself. For the purpose of godliness. Huh? You, we got to discipline ourselves. It's like when you go to the gym. When you go to the swimming. When you go for the job. When you go for the body. You discipline your body for fitness. So he discipline your mind. Discipline your spirit. Discipline yourself. For godliness. It takes the same exertion. It takes the same effort. So in other words, we must practice what we preach if we're going to hold these positions. Practice what we preach. Father God, we bless you. We thank you for your word. We thank you for the example that you have set in your word. Holy Father, we know that the world hated you and the world couldn't receive you when you walked with us because you revealed that the deeds were evil. And man loved darkness rather than light that their deeds be revealed. Lord, we know that men are going to hate us today. They're going to go against us today because we reveal to them that their deeds are evil. Strengthen your people and strengthen those that remain. 
for there has always only been the faith of people. You have always worked through the fear. You have always worked through the remnant. Huh? Bless your name. Lord, we give you the praise. We give you the glory. We give you the honor. Keep all your people safe in body, soul, and mind until we meet again. In Jesus' name.